Mm. Um, hmm. That sounds really interesting. Like that, I feel for them, if it were, if it wasn't for the way that Japanese TV works, so this will probably not happen. But if it wasn't for the way Japanese TV works, like they would really could use a reality show. <laughs> Just throwing that out there, like a Laguna Beach or something. Oh my god. That, that would be awesome. That well, would be the, that would be awesome. I just did that uh that hundred dollars live uh live for a month on a hundred dollars thing. Did you that guys hear that? Cool. Did you guys hear the scandal that happened with that recently? Actually, no. Off topic, quickly. I just know so much about AKB. I can't help it. But one of the AKB members who's kind of doing a comeback because he was less popular, uh, Tomomi Kansai. Um, not the Tomomi you're thinking of. If you don't know anything about AKB, uh, she was which we don't. Not, <laughs> but uh, she was going to do the challenge that Sayumi did, and she just said, "I'm going to go home and get some stuff. I'll be back." Never came back. <laughs> oh. They were pissed. Like the producers were like, "We've gone out of our way to get you. You know, we've let you be on this show, and you've just jilted us like this." Mm. Like they were angry, properly angry. So that is that, funny. That is kind of, <laughs> you know, like, why would you do that to yourself? You know, why would you give yourself that stumbling block? Cause you've got a whole bunch of producers, maybe even a channel that's like, we don't want to work with you anymore. Mm. Cause you've been so difficult. Mm. That's just lame. But anyway, back on topic. Yes. No, no, no. I don't mean like a reality show like that. Cause that's kind of like, it's real, but it's kind of like removed from reality cause they're not in the real house you know, and they have to live in a way that they're not used to. Mm. See, I'm the kind of person who hates reality shows because I believe that every reality show is fucking scripted. Yeah. 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 And I don't think you should call it a reality show if it's going to be fucking scripted. Well, they call it scripted reality when they, I mean, there are reality shows that are real, but um, it's the editing that stuff that like Big Brother, Mm. you know, um, but the scripted realities like Laguna Beach or um, uh, The Hills or um, uh, The Only Way is Essex or something, they, um, which you, by the way, you need to look up like now. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, uh, they are scripted where like 50% is their kind of life and then 50% they go, this would be really cool if this happened, so could you just do it? Mm. Yeah, um, I hate I, that shit. Really? No, see, I feel like that would be a really good fit for them. Because I don't mean in a boys kind of way, you know, like relationships and stuff. Because as idols, that's no, that's not going to happen. But I feel like if they could get them, maybe obviously they would need their parents' permission for this. But if they could get them, like living in a dorm together, um, and just like going to school and training and stuff, you know, that would just be so much good for them. Because right now it just kind of seems. Like they, when their personalities aren't really shining through, I think for in their music, and I feel like if people got to know them, they the music part would come naturally for mm. the writers and producers and stuff. Yeah, I can definitely see your point, mm. and uh, I don't know. I guess because of my personal hatred for reality shows. Mm-hmm. Um. But actually, that would be probably be a really good way to get non-fans interested. Mm. Um, as a fan, my favorite 
showings for the the Hello Project girls was like Hello Pro Time, where they did behind the scenes stuff, where they gave them a camera and was like, go home and film stuff, and we'll edit out the stuff that you can't show. Why mm-hmm. did they get rid of that? I have no clue, but they should bring that shit back. Mm. Oh, I Petition. Think, I, th- I think I think the reason they got rid of it was that. Um, they got a really, really sweet deal with with Satotome or with Satoyama. Yeah, Satoyama. Yeah. Do you want? Do you just want me to pronounce it? And sure. Yeah. <laughs> Satoyama. Yeah, they got a really sweet deal with that, and and they actually have a two year contract. Oh, so it's got to take two years. This I like yeah. the unit. The show's so boring. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm just not a countryside person. Okay. It's not in me. <laughs> okay. Oh, I have a prediction um, that's reality show based as cool. well. Cool. Okay. Go. Okay. So this reality show is called um, Idol Producer Fantasy Camp. Oh, you were, oh, you were talking about this yeah. on the forum. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, 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 for those who haven't seen the forum, uh, basically the way it works is some guy, let's call him Mark. Um, no, you have to call him Kenzo. Um, you have to call him like Kenzo or something. Something stereotypically Japanese. Well, but Kenji. Kenji, that's perfect. Okay, Kenji. Well, the, the reason I use Mark is because that's kind of of carny speak for sucker. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I did not know that either. Yes. You're a wealth of knowledge. Okay, Mark then. Mark. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Some some guy, let's say get Genji or Mark or or Mark, Mark. Genji. <laughs> Marku. <laughs> he pays he pays he pays up front like some ridiculous fee. And he gets it, it, it and he gets this one-week fantasy camp. So on Sunday night, uh, he goes to Hello Project headquarters, and he meets with Sunk, and Sunk gives him a CD with a bunch of songs on it, and also uh, gives him a assistant producer. And the, mm-hmm. and the assistant producer is actually a producer, so he would actually be telling the guy what to look for and what, it, 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 and how everything works and stuff like that, and, uh, it, and it's the guy's job to. Uh, it, 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 and what Mark does is he listens to the CD and picks out one song for him to produce. Now on the CD, it's only Sunk Singh, which is mm-hmm. you know par for the course. Um, <laughs> then, yeah, that's a nice voice. Then. Um, Monday through Thursday, um, Mark goes to uh, Akihabara Backstage Pass and scouts girls, along with the with, with the assistant producer, who it, who will be like also be be filming stuff. For- that sounds so sketchy, though. <laughs> I think I've seen a porno that starts out that way. <laughs> Hey, come sit on my couch. <laughs> we'll do an audition. I'll make you a star, baby. Yurashka, <laughs> yeah? On second thought, let's do it. 
I, I, oh I, I think that was the first scene of the Momochi uh, porn movie. Oh, God, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it, was, it was like a casting catch situation. But the, the, but the thing is that the, the thing is that the, none of the girls are supposed to know uh, that the guys is in a fantasy camp or anything like that. So at the, so Thursday night, um, he sits down with the assist, assistant producer and they figure out how many girls they need to sing the song. I mean, how, how many different parts the song will have and what type of girls that he wants to sing each part and then review all the different um uh, girls that they've seen, and then and then he picks the the uh, backstage pass girls to do the song. Then on Friday, the girls get to rehearse the song, and he gets to explain his his picks to Sunk, and Sunk gives some pointers about what he thinks the girls' relative strengths and weaknesses are. And then on Saturday, they they go into the studio with a, with a uh, audio engineer. And the audio engineer um, records the girls and tells the girls when they're off key. But it's the producer, Mark's job to tell the girls if they're coming up with the right feeling. Mm -hmm. And then uh, by by Sunday afternoon, they've mixed a song and, and, and that's it. And then eventually they can put out a whole CD of of the of uh, fantasy, fantasy fantasy camp songs. And that would be that could be really good because it's kind of like what's happening with the Vocaloids, you know, and um, lots of interesting ideas and interesting crazy songs from just random guys mm-hmm. or, or girls. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit off topic, but sure, I've yeah. always wondered like how. Choreographers come up with the dances that these girls do. You mean like, in like color projects? Yeah, because <laughs> um, I know there's like not sense. Like, haven't you ever like just? It kind of boggles the mind. Are they coming up with this all by themselves? Yeah, or well, do they have a t- a team that helps them with it? Or well, um, um, as you can see in that video where they have the dancers, um, they have like a group of them. But, um, like, I know, a, um, I know all, sorry, a couple of people who work in entertainment mm-hmm. um, and, you know, dancing and stuff. Actually, my, one of my grandparents' neighbors, she's a rocket. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, she's gone to, like, Abu Dhabi and stuff. And generally what happens there is just a person who just comes up with it. They think, they listen to the song, they go, what do you want to be the kind of feeling you want to see? Like, do you want it to be kind of hip-hop, you know? with lots of uh, arm, but minimal arm, but lots of like dynamic and stop and start motions, or you want it to be more classical, you know, or like more power, power, lots of arms, little leg kind of thing. And, you know, like Sunku or something's going to be like, I want this kind of thing. And then he just comes up with it. You know, it's, it's just like any job. It's like, it's kind of like wondering how the costumers come up with the costume. It's just, it just happens. It's their job. Well, you know, it's fascinating though. I, I it's like it, it's like more than the costumers because I mean the costumers, yeah, you can you can take the song and put a theme to it, but I just um I, I don't know, like it it just fascinates me. 
Well, I think I think though that I've often wondered where these ah. costumers come up with their ideas. <laughs> um, uh, well, there was the one that looks like um, a box of poofs threw up on a hat. I think um, I think the stage costumes are always better than the official ones. Like yeah, because um, you have to be able to move around in them too. Mm. So uh, it's less frills, at least for some stuff. Hmm. I think I think it's just it's a lot of the thing that say people who go into sciences always wonder with creative. Oh, sorry, there's an ambulance going past. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> we can definitely hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the that people who don't go work in creative industries um have with a lot of people who do. You know, um, a lot of the time you'll be given a brief and it really is just, you just, you sort of make, like, have you ever seen mood boards for fashion shows? Mm-hmm. Um, well, basically they get told the brief and the kind of things they want, the, the client wants. And you'll make a mood board of like, say, if you get told, I want heritage and I want, you know, hunting and I want Downton Abbey, you know. And so they'll get like pictures of the Downton Abbey cast and they'll get like tartans and like wellies and like, you know, rain Macintoshes and stuff. And they'll put in a big board of pictures and then they'll just look at all the different shapes and, you know, look at all the different types of stuff. And then they'll be like, okay, this is what, okay. And they just come up with it. You know, I think it's just one of the things, like if you aren't able to just, do that, like creative industries, are def- industries <laughs> are definitely not for you, kind of thing. Well, I mean, I write a lot, but it's always the visual stuff that I find fascinating. You know, I, I just, I, I find talent like that, I guess, a little mind-boggling. Hmm. Um, I think, um, well, I work in my degree is partly in film, so I make films and stuff. And if you, I think it's just compared to writers, I think you just think more in a visual way. Mm. Like when I think about things, like when I think about, say, if I wanted to make a music video to, have you guys heard of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the theme tune for that, Journey of the Sorcerer, Journey of the Sorcerer. Not off the top of my head. Um. Well, it's this instrumental. It's kind of like country, but also kind of sci-fi. It's really great. It's by Eagle. Um, and when I hear that song, immediately a bunch of images come into my head, just naturally. You know, the kind of music, like, you know, journeyman walking, you know, like in a apocalyptic landscape, you know, all different things come into my mind when I think of it, just because I think in that kind of, way, you know, I'll see something and I'll immediately have a visual reference for it. You know, that may come from my own life or from media. So, which is what make, makes copyright so crazy. Like, you get why people need copyright, because, you know, for money reasons. But, um, it, creative industries can't exist fully without remixing and taking what you know, taking like a Morning Misumi song and remixing it. Mm. You know, that's just part of the creative process. But this is way off topic. We're <laughs> way off topic. <laughs> well, well, Still, it's it's kind of fun to go off topic every once in a while. Um, Speaking I, of off topic, 
I, I was just noticing that that both of both your uh, icon, your icon, uh, picture for for Skype and Randy's picture for Skype feature a beverage. Uh, I can't. I can't see Randy's picture, actually. It's a question uh, mark for me. I don't oh. think it's um, up to you. It, huh. Yeah, it could be. Hold on. Let me... Contacts. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know how to work this newfangled thing. <laughs> I live in Scotland, so beverages is a part of our collective culture. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay. Actually, crazily, uh, I was once traveling... My dad was once picking me up in where I go to university in the north, and we had to travel back to the capital. Um, but we had to go there through the highlands, you know. So think of all highlandy type things. But because there's a massive mountain range in between where I live, where my university is, and where my sister was at the time in the highlands, we had to go around them. So we literally went past 20 different whiskey distilleries. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yay! Hmm. Let me click on that. <laughs> um, yeah, the context. But yes. Um, oh, now my thing's gone. Wait. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> you do have drinks in your picture. <laughs> yes, mine is uh, is uh, the original flavor Ramune bottle because I love it so. It's uh. not alcohol like me. <laughs> you model. <laughs> No, it's not alcohol. I wish it was alcohol, though. It would probably make really, really good alcohol. Mm. Actually, that, going on to idol things, it's funny how idols are so, like, once you're over 20, it's totally fine for them to be like, oh, I was drinking, you know, went out for a drink with my manager. But, like, smoking, no, no. Like, you get one direction and they're smoking, but, like, and, you know, girlfriend. But to for them to start, like, they obviously do drink. But for them to like admit to admit to it, like talk about it, would be kind of a scandal because there's such a problem with like binge drinking here. So it's just weird, you know, how there's that different approach. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I guess it, it's part of the culture as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, when you're 20, you can do whatever. You you can drink, you can smoke, you can mm-hmm. porn stuff. I guess. <laughs> um. And I know that drinking is considered one of the I, one of the biggest ways to let off steam. Mm. I think that that's probably the problem we have here. <laughs> Too much. To yeah. Let steam. Yeah. <laughs> but um, wait. Actually, going weirdly on topic, I actually have something to say about the producer camp. I feel like that would be really, really great with Akihabara backstage pass, but I think it's ultimately one of those things that would be great when you're mid-popularity, because you have interest and you have enough time for the interest. The minute you get really popular, you just can't do it anymore. You know, too many people would want to do it. Be, you know. Well, yeah. So it, I feel like, yeah. It would probably only either. last one season, because once mm. people found out about it, you know, the novelty would be gone and professional pr- producers would want to get on the show. Mm. Yeah. Gonna... And then it would have to change to uh fantasy camp uh, for porn stars. <laughs> 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 you wrote a book with a I, 
I, I I think something's wrong with your headphones again, uh, DSQ. Really? What What are you hearing? Okay, you're you're fine now, but but before that, I you think were... it might be you, dude. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, you're breaking up for me. I I can hear you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you sounded both fine <laughs> for me. Huh. Um, but yeah, Spunk. I was reading an article on the Red about Morning Musume, um, which is, it was from years ago. Um, and by the way, never read idol business in foreign newspapers because that inaccuracies will make you go, no, stop that, that's so wrong. Ah. You know, uh, you hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you, you're, you're becoming quite incomprehensible now. Um, Randy, did, did, did you change anything in your... Hi. In your setup. I'm not touching. Okay. Um, you just sound funny. I think it might just be side leg. Okay. I think that's what it is. Maybe, okay. Because people are, so, are starting to sound ro- robotic. Skype once in the nose. Really? That's pretty much all I hear. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Okay. Uh, no, I don't think it's your fault. I think it's Skype. Skype you guys sound trip. fine to me. Um, okay. Maybe I should hang up and call again. Okay. No, no. It's, it's been kind of going on and off. It happens every once in a while. Okay. But we sound okay now, though. Okay. So what yeah. I was saying was that in The Guardian, which is a British newspaper, mm-hmm. there was an article about Morning Miss in 2003, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, it said Sink wrote a book with a pornographer about marketing. So wow, really? Yeah, like a famous <laughs> pornographer, and um, apparently uh, the way he wrote it in the Guardian was, uh, but Sink was quick to uh, quick to point out he doesn't sleep with his charges. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay then. Thanks for telling us that. <laughs> that is so funny. Mm. So like the. Difference in attitudes, quite astounding. But um, but with the producer thing, I think that would be a really great idea for Akihabara actually, especially because they're the customers are already producers in some sort of way. So, mm-hmm. so I think that would be good. I actually have another prediction. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, my prediction is, I think that Morning Musume will not be invited to Kohaku. Next in 2013. Okay. Unless unless they have a smash hit going over 200,000 sales, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I know Nars will be very upset. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would be nice for them to go back to Kohaku this year. I feel like until I feel like until I feel like as someone who was once popular and then kind of lost it a bit. They're going to have to work twice as hard to regain the, the respect of the people who pick in Kohaku. And I, yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing because from what some friends tell me who have lived in Japan, Kohaku is really not that big a deal anymore. It's, it's more in a, oh, we were there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think if someone's super popular and doesn't get invited, like, I think it, their name's Glay. Have you guys heard of the band Glay? I think so. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, really, really was a really, really popular band in Japan. 
they are the second highest selling group in Japan, I think, ever. Like, if you look up in the top selling bands in the world, they're the only ones from Japan on the list. Mm. And Glay's one of them. And they got blacklisted. So you just don't hear them anymore. But they still got amazing, amazing, amazing sales, at least, you know, originally. Mm. So I think in Japan, Japan's really lucky that unlike, say, in maybe in America, unlike in America, you don't, you have this entire alternative scene that has a lot of supporting it, like magazines and in web presence. You know, that you can, if you're in tired of idols and of rock groups, <clears throat> you can just go like, okay, um, I'd rather listen to this. And it doesn't really matter if you're not on TV. But speaking of like the popular and the conventional sense, like if you look at people like Becky, you know, and she's never really had that great sales. Um, mm. And she's managed to, you know, she survived it. So mm. I think that Kohaku will only really come back to Morning Musume when they're hitting 200,000, um, 300,000 consistently. And um, when they're doing that and they are back with a regular show, prime not prime time maybe, but, but a sort of variety show, which yeah. actually brings me to a prediction someone else made on the forum. Okay. Um, someone said there was a rumor that Dentsu, the advertising corporation, of many rumors <laughs> uh, and conspiracies uh, wanted to do a internet variety show of Morning Musume. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Like, that sounds really cool, but I really do Yeah. Dentsu is never public with the people they have contracts with, in Japan at least. Mm-hmm. In Britain, they're totally open, you know. They got Tetley Tees and oh, you know, everybody knows it's on their website. But in Japan, they're quite they tell you who they make adverts for, but they don't tell you who they have on their books to make those adverts. You know, mm-hmm. everybody knows they have a whole list of people they give their contracts to, but they're not open about that, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like for them to be like, yeah, we're going to make a TV show with Morning with Summer would be a big thing. Like, it's like if Johnny said, you know, it's like if Johnny's admitted we're going to ban people from going on music station unless, you know other boy bands from going on music station. I don't think we all know it, but they I don't think it's something they would admit. Mm. You know. So I was a bit dubious. I feel like that's one of those things that may could come true, but it wouldn't be like it wouldn't come out like that. It would just come out like Morning Masumi has a new variety show on YouTube. You know? Mm. See, I think the problem with Morning Musume is that the and this is a, a good thing and kind of a bad thing about Japanese culture is that they have so much respect for the previous generations mm-hmm. that they would prostrate themselves before the first and second and you know generations mm-hmm. um, rather than try and break free and kind of do their own thing. There will never be another love machine. Mm. Never. <laughs> do you, never. Just get over it already. Mm-hmm. But see, I um I was in Japan 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I happened to be at a bar and I was chatting with some of the people around me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I came up here for a Morning Musume concert. And a lot of people, they were like, oh, yeah, I know Morning Musume. But all they knew was the Love Machine generation, mm-hmm. which hasn't been relevant since 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. I, was, since... I was the same. I was on Nico Nico. And there's a lot of like students and like me who do these on, like, Nico Nico, Nico Nico shows, you know, where it's basically them, like, smoking and slowly dying in front of you, and they do what you want you to do. It's crazy. One of them was really hot, though. <laughs> anyway. Um, my I've, 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 I've never heard of this sort of thing before. It's really bizarre. You can, I have loads of them on Skype, but it's, uh, you can just find them at random times, like, for, I don't know what it would be American time, but in the UK it's like about six and it's like three in the morning and they'll just be online just chatting. Hmm. And but I don't speak Japanese, so it's like kind of a not as fun as it could be. Right. But my friend did. Um, and what happened was um, I said, uh, morning resume, morning resume, because I don't know how to speak Japanese. So I just said, morning resume, morning resume. And he was like, morning resume, what? And I was like, oh, he doesn't know who they are. That's really sad. Because he was like 23 or something. Mm-hmm. And but then he started dancing to uh, Re- Re- Revolution 21. And he knew the dance moves. But it made me kind of sad that that was the thing that came to his mind first. Mm-hmm. You know, not yeah. more recent. Mm-hmm. But um, And it, because of that, he actually had to uh, turn off the streaming because he was so tired from dancing. But, mm-hmm. uh, but it was, uh, yeah... There's never, I feel like Morning Musume, Morning Musume could definitely do a Madonna in a sense. They could become relevant again, but I don't think yeah. they could become the tour de force. Like you just, it just doesn't happen. Mm. That kind of thing twice in a lifetime. Yeah. Um, I uh, what was that big uh show that they did that had all of the. Musume, all of the first generation and uh, all the OGs and the current generation. And uh, I got a lot of flack on JPF. I didn't see the whole thing. I saw bits and pieces of it. But I got a lot of flack. Uh, a lot of people were like... Um, Music fighter? Uh, no, it was the one where everybody was like, uh, they were pissed at Yuko because she threw Ai-chan under the bus. Really? Saying that, basically, that Ai-chan was the reason that Morning Musume lost popularity and da-da-da-da-da. Because rather than... Uh, they kept saying that their biggest strength, the reason they were popular, was because they were all rivals mm. instead of being friends. And now that Ai-chan had promoted, you know, everybody being close and everybody being a family, it made them boring. <laughs> and, uh... Well, I, I can't remember what the show was. Wow. But in a way, she's not wrong. Let's be honest mm. here. I, I yeah. think the reason why Ai-chan definitely promoted being friends is because them not being friends was kind of tearing them apart with all the scandals, you know. Because they were, yes. instead of finding friendship and solidarity within the group, they were finding it with, with boys <laughs> and yeah. with cigarettes, you know, and that wasn't good. But, um, but she's right. It was boring. You kind of want that underlying scandal, you know. That's why we let someone like Taylor Swift have 13 boyfriends in three years and not be like, that's really unhealthy. Like, Well, see, I think the opposite, because you you can't look at it in the the sense that 
Americans would or that Europeans would. Because idol is not the same as entertainer. It's not the same as singer. It's not the same as dancer. Idol is a lifestyle. Mm. And yeah, maybe, you know, there is always kind of that that feeling you get when you see, oh, so-and-so's been friday Oh, my God, that's so interesting, and everybody's a buzz about it. But at the same time, you know, if they... I don't really know. I, I liked the fact that they were friends more than I liked them being rivals. I, I, because... I, I, I felt that it it made them more real, while at the same time still having that idol image. Hmm. I get what you're saying, because I definitely wouldn't want to promote the kind of celebrity we have over here, or the closest we get to idols, which is boy groups, which is basically, they get popular and they're like, let's destroy these people. Like, it's fun to destroy them, and I don't want that. But I, I definitely think that for us idol fans, um, the the fun in it is almost the perfectness. Like, I kind of don't want to meet like Zuki or Sayaka Asimoto from AKB because it would kind of ruin it because it would they wouldn't be perfect anymore. But you know, I definitely want to meet someone like say Hikaru um, Uta Utaba Utaba. Anyway, um, because I she's like the kind of person you want to be friends with. Um, and I feel that I understand, but the perfect idol part is something that we have as idol fans. But if they're to become more than idols, if they're to become national idols, they have to also appeal to people who aren't interested in perfection. And I think that's why AKB has really had that great rise because they kind of said, okay, we're not going to be perfect. You know, they kind of gave up that perfect and mysterious they gave up that mysterious life aspect you know falsely because obviously the life we see of them isn't the kind of life they actually lead mm. but you know they had all they were the first to blog you know of their proper idols to get blogs and you know they have the theater where you basically are seeing them almost every day um and you know it took a while for hello project to really get into that but you know that's almost like ordinary girl kind of thing an ordinary girl aren't perfect yeah but then again there is the difference between akb and morning musume whereas i as a non-akb fan i see them as more mature idols like i don't know the age ranges um the the oldest is 25 the youngest i think is um, the, well, the youngest they've ever had was 10, but she's not in the group anymore. Um, I think the youngest they have right now is 13, maybe? So, it's about the same as Mumusu. Mm. But at the same time, like, I have a more mature image of them, which I guess, yeah, that can definitely appeal to a wider range. While Morning Musume, even though they started doing blogs and, you know, did Hello Pro Time, where they were like, hey, go film, you know, your private life and stuff like that. It's really, really nice to see them being human, and it's really nice to see, you know, the cutoff between the idol and the person behind the idol. And it makes it seem like like, le- like the idol part is less of an act. Mm. No, and, I... Uh, 
Go ahead. Um, me? Oh, no, I was just going to say I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Um, that I like the idol and the non-idol because I feel like when you give up too much of your real self, it just it causes burnout. I mean, their most popular girl uh, quit and she was barely 21, you know? Or I don't mm-hmm. think she was 21 yet. And you, you can't live like that. You can't live for everyone, you know? Uh, you almost martyr yourself. And I would rather have my favorite idols have a lovely, long career and maybe be a bit more of a mystery than, you know, give it all up, give up all of themselves to the job. And you, you know, that. now that you say that, it uh, it kind of makes a light bulb go off. How they had so many graduations early on in Morning Musume's career and how Smilage lost two of their founding members because Smilage has kind of gone back to what original idols were supposed to embody, which is a front, you know, of innocence and cuteness and never really sad and stuff like that. And Morning Musume, which, you know, of course we didn't know until recently that they fucking were at times they hated each other. Mm. Mm. That's true. That's just... Mm. Oh, well. Any more predictions? Anyone? Okay. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I, I, I have plenty of predictions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, for my next prediction, I think... I, I expect and want that there will be a new group in HP uh, in 2011... Yeah. I'm sorry, 2013. And uh, it will be the girls who did I Want to Be Your Girlfriend. I Want to Be... What? Was that the King Kisui did that? Uh, the, the, the Five Eggs. Was Karen in them? Yes. Was she a member? Because yes. I feel like they're definitely getting her up for solo. Okay, for- here's here's my prediction. Karen, Karen, Karen. 2013, she storms the world, baby. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are promoting the hell out of her. Okay. But my prediction is that she will debut in 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 in, in a group with Atsuka, Aina, Tanabe, Nanami, Hamaguro, Nayo, and Taguchi Natsume. Okay. Uh, it could happen you know I think that's all down to what she wants whether that happens I feel like if she says I'll do solo she's going to go solo (laughs) but I feel like if she goes I would like the support of a group like wow she could be great Hmm. you know you know I don't know any of the eggs I didn't you know what I didn't even know Oda Sakura was an egg until like somebody said oh yeah that egg girl Hmm. um and freaking Karen is the only egg I can name. The only one. <laughs> okay. I, I love her. Okay. She's, I mean, the fact that she had, like, a photo shoot in Up to Boy Plus, like, you don't do that for someone you're not planning things for. Mm. You know, they have a plan. We just, we're just not privy to it yet. Well, uh, I... I I think Nanami also had a, a photo book recently. Who? One of the girls. Oh, girl... photo shoot. Yeah. The, the egg girl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the one with the cheeks. With the nice cheeks. 
Okay. Puffy, yes, no. I, did, I did hear that. Okay. No, it's not ringing a bell. Okay. Um, but, uh, as in, in a follow-up <laughs> prediction... What are you doing? Cereal. Okay. Okay, okay we'll, we'll wait for you to be done. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. Uh, Randy is a serial killer, I assume. I, I <laughs> okay, so my, my follow-up prediction will be that won't be the only egg group or Kensushi group, that there will be a second group that will debut. Who do you think? Uh, no idea. <laughs> but I think, yeah, but I, I, I think I, I do think that they're going to come up with with two different egg groups uh, n- next year. Sort of a it, it, so that one group will be like Barry's Kobo and the other group will be like cute. So um, the, the the one with Karen in it will, will be like the elite group. Uh, of of older girls and the other group will will be mostly younger girls. That's so depressing that she's considered uh, an older girl. <laughs> well, we she's need 14. kids. Well, we she's need 14. age big heads again. <laughs> Do it. Well, uh, no, no, wait a second. Who was the oldest person uh, in, in in Barry's Koba when they de- debuted? Well, well, obviously it's, it was Saki. But how old? But how old was she? Um, like uh, I will find out right now, <laughs> momentarily. Well, oh, yeah. So debuted. Uh, I I don't know when she when they joined. Wasn't she like twelve, eleven? Uh, the oldest okay. member of the captains was Saki, and she oh. was born in. Oh, she's my age, nineteen ninety one. So. In uh, when she debuted in with Barry's Cobo in two thousand four, she would have been twelve. Twelve. Okay, so so the fact that um, that Karine is fourteen now means that she'd be older than sure. the, the, the than the Barry's cute model, but uh, it, I think that it. it they could still have an interesting dynamic as much as um, they could be like, like hello kids, like uh, gen, like the next generation. True. True. They'd have to come up with a really interesting gimmick though. Yeah. I mean, I think that upfront are definitely putting a bit more money because I know for tax purposes, they were keeping it low so they wouldn't have to pay a higher tax. Which, you know, that's fine. Um, you know, the good thing about idols is it's not like, say, over here, where if you don't have a really slick music video, you're basically nothing. <laughs> cheap isn't good. But, you know, cheap's fine in Japan. But I feel like the gimmick would have to be interesting. Mm. It would be interesting to see what they would come up with. Like, what would be their niche? Because I feel... Maybe something like they could do the Vanilla Beans like artsy group, you know, like that would be really cool. Mm. A group that they could make really weird, interesting music videos. Like, have you seen Vanilla Beans music videos? If you guys uh, haven't no, heard of not. them, I, they're uh, really uh, great. 
I have they, no. They are, their song, out of, you know, out of all idol songs, one of their songs is one of my favorite called Nicola. And um, their gimmick is they are from Northern Europe, so from like Sweden, uh, Norway, Denmark, those kind of places. And um, they are dressed as, old, like Paspo, they're dressed as like stewardesses. Um, but this is before Paspo. And their music is kind of, their music's kind of normal, like idol music, but kind of like slow. But their music feels crazy. Like they have a music video where they're like, there's a boy and there's an upside down box with a hole on the side. And he starts like poking inside the box and they're inside the box and just dancing. And then at the end, they get abducted by an alien ship. <laughs> and then there's another one where they've clearly given them like green screen wings. And um, these wings are like, and they just put like really weird random photos, like photos of like foreigners and stuff mm. on them, just random. I'm like, you can tell if someone's just gone, make a music video. I don't care what it's about. And went mad. Like, mm. that is a great gimmick because it's always interesting, even if it isn't always. Their songs can be hit or miss, like Nicola and Elskade, which is um, Swedish for I Love You. Mm. Really, really great music. But mm. they had a song that I can't remember the, song, the name of that was, they had them licking ice cream in it or something. And okay. that wasn't so great. But okay. Um, their music videos are consistently really interesting. I feel like if Hollow Project was like, obviously they're going to stay with the idol. They're not going to go with the controversial personality. But I feel like if they were like, there, do whatever the hell we want group. You know, even if it's like, even if they go, we're not going to get great sales for this, but we're going to put our experiments on this group and then, you know, the successes will spread out mm. to our other groups. That could be a really great thing for them, mm. you know, um, or like a group that's like a 60s revival or something. That would be mm. good, interesting. Okay. But yeah, I have a prediction. Okay. Prediction. Um, <laughs> prediction. I think that there is going to, I think that Johnny, Johnny's and Associates, they are going to... Um, start working with Hello Project more. And I think this because they recently, well, not recently, but about six months ago, they did a TV show with AKB. And um, it was, they got a bunch of the younger AKB members, but still quite popular, and Johnny's juniors, and they did a girls, boys together school show. And it was not that popular. But, um, the fact that they did a thing together and Johnny said, here's some Johnny's juniors and AKB gave them like, not King Cusey, they gave them like proper members. I think AKB wasn't too happy about it. They did a film version, but I don't think there's much enthusiasm for continuing that joint, you know, venture. I feel like, um, uh, Johnny's will, will then seek out another, company like themselves and so mm. I think the only really other alternative is Hello Project okay. and try and make a, a kind of if we need girls for whatever we'll go to you and if you need guys we'll give you some juniors and stuff because I feel like a group like mm. Sexy Zone which is really really has to work hard to get the same level of success that their 
elders have gone, you know, almost immediately. I think they're going to try and branch out. And I think that Japan, because of how strict they are with their agencies, really missing out on the opportunity to have more mix up by not collaborating more. And I think like a well, joint, another joint TV show or another joint film or something could be really interesting. Well, I, I hate to throw cold water on that prediction, but yeah. I do, I do, I do remember the last time that Johnny's and hello project people <laughs> were in the same building together. And, <laughs> and the online fallout was that one of the guys had gotten Shinami pregnant. <laughs> no, it uh, wasn't the last time they were together with um my yeah my Abby, and she was going out and she got in trouble and the other girl and he just got nothing. Well, it, 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 well, the story I heard was that um, uh, at, at one point Barry's Kobo and, jo- and Johnny's Junior group were in the same recording studio rehearsing on the same day. And the, and, the, and then the rumor was that one of the Johnny's guys had gotten Shinami pregnant. <laughs> this is back, I think, when Shinami wow. was... Wow. Like, wow. I, I think this is back when Shinami was like seven years old or something like that. Just, oh to, <laughs> just to give you an idea of the mentality of, of uh, Johnny's fans. Wow, dude. Johnny fan. <laughs> yeah. But um, now, I, 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 I think it could, I, I, as for the prediction, I have no, like, I, I, I think it could, it could work, but I think that it would blow a lot of people's minds. I, I do, but I feel like it's something they have to do because, Hello Projects has actually been fine with um, just appealing to um, water and stuff, you know, because maybe the sales haven't been so great, but it's been improving now that they've been trying to get more people. But with Johnny's, even though they're a lot more popular, they've had to work really, really, really hard. And I think they're, they're worried, especially when Johnny's basically, you know, not many days left in the old man um and like basically outside of japan the only thing that johnny's is known for is the scandal you know Mm -hmm. um and if they're going to really throw that off throw that suspicion of you know did that ever happen are these you know they're gonna have to change something and they're not going to change the crush the competition aspect because it's been working for them so well um but I feel like collaboration with more girl idols could be something mm. they could look into. And I maybe it's just because I saw that the AKB join up maybe wasn't so much of a success. They might try other people. I think they might try mm. individual solo idols first. And if that maybe doesn't work out, then they're going to try Hello Project. Mm. Especially if the sales keep on improving. In fact, does anyone think, as a prediction, that the sales will either stay where they are right now, or they will go up? Uh, for Hello Project? Yeah, yeah, for every group. Okay, Wait. I every think group. I, I think I think Warning Musume will plateau. Um, 
somewhere in between uh, 50,000 and 100,000. Okay. You okay? Yeah, yeah that's that could work. Okay. okay, what about Barry's Kobo? I think uh, not so much. <laughs> uh, no improvement, just the same as now? Well, I'm, I, I, I'm not really a Barry's fan. And um, I I do like a lot of their songs. I mean, it, it, it's not like I automatically reject everything that Barry's has ever done. Like, it, I, I do like a lot of their songs, but just not the last five or six singles that they've put out. Although I, Cha-Cha, Cha-Cha Sing was okay, mm-hmm. but... But 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 kind of like an oasis in a pretty bleak desert of <laughs> non-catchy songs. Aww. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not really a Barry's fan either. So, so like, I'd say somewhere in between so. twenty and thirty for for Barry's. That's that's livable. Uh, that's uh, what are we doing? Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to produce. Yeah, we're trying to predict what sort of sales the Hello Project groups will have. Oh, and, okay. And, and, and for Cute, I, I see their tra- their trajectory ki- keep going up. Hmm. I agree with that. Like, uh, I, I, I think in 2013, they will break 60, 60K for, for one of their singles. As long as they don't do another shock. Yes. Oh, God, I hated that song. <laughs> I think- I think it was a good song. It was just a bad for fans, you know. It really hurt as a fan to just see something so blatantly. Like, it may as well be a solo song. It is a yeah. solo song. Well, it's like Sunku heard all of their renditions of it and is like, nah, you all suck today. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he was hungover or something. Well, it, it, t- <laughs> well, it's the same thing that happened when Resonant Blue came out. Uh-huh. Everybody was like, what the fuck, yo? Yeah. Why are for the why are for the members back dancers? <laughs> well, that's how Morning Masumi starts out, isn't it? Like the first gen were yeah. always the singers and the second gen, like, I was so surprised when I was watching the music videos, like basically there was at one point there was no singing and then it was just kind of like oohs and ahs. It wasn't until literally, in my opinion, uh, Love Machine that things like changed. Right. Love well, Machine was a big turning point. Have, and have you guys ever seen Summer Night Town? When they decided yeah. that Nachi was the face of Morning Musume, it's like mm-hmm. these other people are there too. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, I think I think what I think what was so shocking about Resonant Blue was the fact that the previous two singles, McCann and um, uh, yes, both of them were there were no back dancers in those videos. Everybody everybody was contributing. It, it, it looked like a group. Actually, it was. I'm pretty sure Mikan was after Resident Blue, wasn't it? No, no. It. it, um, it, it no, no. You're. 
Are you sure? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm, I'm definitely sure. I'm definitely. Um, sure. Mikan was before. Yeah. It was the thing before. Yeah. Oh. And, and because it, and because it didn't sell Bumpkiss, uh, Sunk, it, 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 it like gave Sunk a kick in the pants, and he had to work extra hard to make sure that Resident Blue was a was a return to form. Mm. That would have been worrying if we kept up those kind of numbers. Yeah. But luckily, luckily there wasn't really a. It went back to normal. Right. Well, let's see. Um. But um, Onani Sachiate did fifty thousand total. Uh huh. Ooh, it did forty three thousand in the first week. Mikan did thirty eight thousand total. Mm-hmm. Twenty eight thousand in the first week. President Blue did fifty five thousand total. Right. And then forty eight thousand in the first week. Right. So, but getting back to uh, what people are going to sell next year. Um, as for Smilage, I think, I think that Smilage is going to, I, I don't think that they're going to go downhill. I think that they'll improve, but marginally. So like right now they're selling around 20 K. I think by the end of next year, they'll be selling 25 K. Just simply because they're still really young, really green, and haven't found themselves yet. So um, it'll just be a year where the, they'll do the best that they can, and, and they'll probably do do okay, but they're not going to really break out. Hmm. I, I I think I the only ones I disagree with you on are Morning Musume and Smiley. I okay. think Morning Musume will improve if they keep up the advertising, I think they will improve. Um, I think yeah. that they, because like Watertata take a chance, that got eighty-eight total, um, eighty-eight thousand total. I think they can improve to averaging ninety thousand total. Okay, well, um, not a hundred thousand, but ninety thousand. You know, going up just okay. a bit. Well, um, I did say I did say in, in between fifty and a hundred. If I, if, if true, I, true, true. Okay. True, true. So maybe I agree then. <laughs> okay. But I thinking, yeah, I, I don't. But for Smartledge. But, but for, for Smartledge, I think they're going to. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Oh really? Huh. Yeah. I mean, they're already quite low. I think it's going to go danger. Like, alarm bells ringing, like fifteen thousand, and then they're going to go, you know, and they're not going to get a top ten. So in other uh, words, it's, it's, it's in other words, uh, Stylips is is going to pass them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that's going to go. That's going to tell the managers like, you know, they're going to have to change something. And that's why I think my prediction of like that they're going to do something radical. They're going to change something. They're, you know, they're going to like when with Morning Musume when they made them all cut their hair. They're going to do something, just totally. If something's going to change completely, you know, um, and they're going to reaffirm themselves to promoting the group. Um, and it's going to really try and re-engage with their market because I think they really are, uh, they are in the hardest position because they've got a lot of competition for the kind of group they are. Like 
berries Kobo and cute. They're kind of, you know, the older girls, fashionable, have a lot of older fans, you know, really beautiful. So they can have that kind of fashionable appeal. They can pretty much do anything, even as unknowns, you know. They can be seen in a magazine. People go, oh, she's pretty, you know, not really think about it. But Smiley's, because they're so young and they're clearly couldn't really pass as like models or something, you know, if they don't change something, it's only going to get worse, I think. Okay. 